Um, I suppose some, well, actually, because we delayed our start just a little bit, I think most of you saw a video playing at the beginning. And you might have noticed some images there. I wonder if you spotted the one with Andy Murray winning Wimbledon amongst the various clips. Yeah, we. Well, it was the first time for about like a thousand years or something that <laughs> Great Britain ever had won, or a last British player had won the championship. See, everybody knew that Andy was under lots of pressure, wasn't he, the poor guy? See, not only had Great, Be Great, well, not only had Great Britain been waiting for thousands of years, Andy had the ability to win it. Well, all that was needed then in the end was him to just play his best, keep focused and concentration, not to break down into a bag of nerves. And it was, it was a really great sporting occasion. It still is, there's cheers going on. And amongst those clips, we saw a response to the crowd as well. Did you see them when they were watching the big screen? And they all erupted in cheers. There was much cheering, there was much shouting, much crying with joy, and there was much laughing. There was another uh, video clip with the, the, great, uh, the, the English rugby union team after winning the World Cup. Where is another cheer? because they were touring on a bus. And you could see the crowds filling around on the streets, waving, cheering, shouting, and some of them crying, I expect. Yet when we look at Jesus, not the dead Jesus on the cross, but the living Jesus after he was killed, we see, we see a great victory. We see an ultimate winner over the world's biggest opponent. As we've heard and sung, Jesus rose victorious, beating death. Now that's huge. No one else has ever been able to do that. And no one else on their own power will ever will be able to do that. Now that's something to shout about, isn't it? But to be honest, I find it a little bit crazy, don't you? Sometimes a little bit absurd. When we get worked up over somebody else's win, you know, you sometimes see fans and supporters nearly bursting blood vessels in cheering and crying over their team's victory. It's not as if anyone in the crowd has won it themselves or had lifted the trophy or shared in that personal satisfaction of beating the opposition. But they do shout, and they do cheer, and they do cry, and they do laugh with the winner. And that's because in some way we're part of it, aren't we? It may be because your family, we saw Andy Murray's mum. Maybe it's because you've chosen to follow a team, even if they don't win. Makes the win sweeter. Or perhaps in the case of Andy Murray, I am not related to him. But it's because I'm part of the same nation with him. Yet, even then, even then, even if we're the greatest admirer or the biggest fan, the victory is te technically still not ours. It belongs to those who won. I haven't won Wimbledon, Andy Murray has. But what if you could be really part of that team? If you were asked to share in lifting that trophy... Or join them on that winner's uh, tour bus. 
or even have your name etched alongside Andy Murray's on the Wimbledon trophy. See, how exciting would that be? Well, it's one thing to cheer for somebody else, but it's something completely different to join in with them with their victory. Yet this is the incredible point number one. You see, this is precisely what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. He shares his victory over death with us. See, as followers of Jesus, we're not just supporters. We are included in his victory over death. See, as mere supporters, as mere supporters, the sin that leads to death remains. But if we are included in Jesus by faith, his sinlessness that leads to eternal life is ours. Our names are engraved on his cup. We are taking the bus ride, the tour through with victory, with Jesus Christ. We have been invited to share that with him. In the letter uh, of 1 Peter, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. New birth into a living hope. But I wonder if you noticed incredible point number two. He say, it says, he has given us. He wants to share his victory, but he also gives it to us. You see, this victory is something you cannot train for or fight for. It can only be received. Not, uh, not that we deserve it or can earn it, but it's because God is merciful and gracious. That's what we read. In his great mercy, he has given. See, Andy Murray had a huge weight on his shoulders. The expectation on him to deliver and win was huge. People expected, because Andy had the ability to win it. No one else from Great Britain did. The victory that Jesus won could only be won by him and him alone. See, to avoid death, we need to be sinless before God. But each of us, each of us, we all fail. We have no chance of defeating death by our own efforts. It's an incredible point because he has given it freely to us. And this leads to the incredible point number three concerning this life of victory. See, how often do you see a player or a team produce an amazing performance when the pressure's taken off them? You know, what was rather a boring game of defensive football now becomes free-flowing with lots of intricate passing and many chances on goal. See, a game of tennis now, become when, uh, now becomes one where the passing shots are repeatedly smashed down the line with, with accuracy and power. You know, the expectation has met. The championship has already been won. The pressure is off. They're playing with the freedom that already being a champion brings. There's nothing more to do to secure that win. That victory over death and sin because God has done it for us in his son Jesus. 
So as champions in Jesus, we can live and serve him in the freedom that his certain victory brings us. Just as a champion football team attempts to do stuff on pitch, like an amazing uh, goals or those uh, long passes, that they usually don't do because of fear of losing, they can now do. Or like the tennis player who pulls off the risky cross-court shots, he can do so. He can dare to do so. We can dare to do things in Jesus Christ. We can dare risk things in this life for him. The pressure's off. He has won the victory for us. He has given it to us. See, where do we look for that certainty? That 1 Peter verse says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Through Jesus' resurrection from the dead, we can join and share in the victory. We can know that freedom which it brings us. You see, we have a new life in Jesus Christ. Now I gave these out, sort of regrettably, before uh, the last few songs. But our life without Jesus is pretty much like that. Yet when God saves us by his great mercy, he blows life into us. I've got cheeks like Dizzy Gillespie when I blow up balloons. But now we have our new meaning and new purpose, full of God's life in us, sharing in the victory of Jesus Christ. And it says, into a living hope. And Mike will bring that hope for us a little later on. Let's stand to sing. Thine be the glory. <laughs>